What's up, everybody? Uh, welcome to episode 47 here. We've got uh, our topic headline of the day is the eight top ways to generate new leads in your business in 2023. And this is actually according to Alex Hormozzi, according to ChatGPT uh, version 4.0. So ChatGPT looked at everything Alex has said. And this guy is, uh, if you're following him online, like he is, he's uh, probably without a doubt the top entrepreneurial content provider right right now in terms of his following and how many people are trying to bring him onto their shows and their podcasts like he is creating amazing content right now so it's going to be a really good episode because for a lot of business owners like generating leads is one of the biggest challenges that you have so we're going to do a real deep dive in that that's going to be the money topic and then uh ty tell us about our other two topics today yeah we're gonna dive into a mindset piece here i i was looking at this study that quickbooks put out and it was a crazy high number like 70 something percent of business owners by the end of q1 already felt burnt out and anxious oh and so i wanted to talk a little bit about anxiety how anxiety shows up the key factors that create anxiety for business owners and leaders and some strategies on how we can overcome those anxiety causes and, and whatever's causing stress in our life. So talk a little bit about that from a mindset piece and then sports. We are oh. so close, Leo. It is uh I feel like I finally have how close are we? Just a couple weeks from Two that weeks Hall of out. Fame game. Okay. You know, it's, it's preseason. I'm kind of excited. It's football. It, it is football. It's close enough. It's close enough. In fact we have actually had them for a little while now, but we have week one spreads that we need to discuss. And I think okay. week one presents a lot of opportunities because, yes, there's a few outliers, but for the most part, everybody comes in healthy. So you get yeah. to pick the the true raw talent right from the get-go and, and depict some trends of who uh, tends to not be very prepared week one. So we're going to talk oh, a little bit about fun. that. It's going to be fun. And that, uh, you know, a few other things about the NFL, that uh, quarterback documentary on Netflix came out, and yeah. that's been really interesting. Uh, Jonas and I have been watching that. And the next week, uh, Jonas's team that I coach, uh, Tackle Football, sixth grade, has tryouts. So Very nice. that's going to be a lot of fun. We had them uh, go out in the pads today, went on the high school field just a block away from our house. And it's funny, we're out there practicing, and uh, – we bumped into Super Bowl champion Jonah Williams, who plays for the Los Angeles Rams, played for him two years ago when they won, and played every game last year as a, as a D-tackle opposite of Aaron Donald. And so that was wild. I guess he went to Weber State here in Utah. Huh. So That's interesting. And I think Matt Gay lives pretty – well, he just moved, but would live pretty close to you there. No question. I figured he no might question. be around another yeah. Ram. So. Yeah, I haven't seen him out there cooking or kicking, but I'll be uh, we'll be watching for him. All right. Welcome to the Go Figure podcast created for parents and businesses owners who want to get their money right. My name's Leo Cannell. As a husband and father of five, I've been fortunate to create two eight-figure businesses in the fintech space. This podcast will share the values, principles, strategies, tools, and tactics that have helped us to build a fintech empire and provide an epic life for our family. Having been a parent and entrepreneur for 20 years, there's a lot I don't know. There's been a lot of failure. The good news is together, we'll find solutions to creating an epic life powered by a business that we love. All right, friends, 
entrepreneurs, business owners, everybody trying to jump into that seven figures club where 7% of business owners get to that earn and generate seven figures a year in annual sales and revenues. One of the biggest challenges for business owners, whether you're in the funding space, whether you're in any uh, aspect of business, whatever industry profession you're in, is the ability to generate new clients. Like you can be so good and have this wonderful product and service, but if you can't bring traffic in, and actually be able to present that product or service to your customers or clients, then it's going to be a very tough go of it. And for a lot of business owners, I, I hear this is like one of their biggest challenges. I'm curious, Ty, I mean, you've uh, been in business, sales, entrepreneurship for you know over a decade yourself. Like, How big a challenge do you feel like this is for a lot of business owners? I think leads is, it, it, it's the biggest challenge there is. It's, it's the trickiest code to, to hack because it, it comes down to consistency. It's not that there's all of a sudden this this golden ticket that you have leads forever. It's doing things over and over and over again and testing things over and over again until you find that that formula, until you crack that code. And I, I would imagine he's going to talk a little bit about that here. But yeah, I would say it's it's the biggest challenge and it takes time. It does. And it's interesting. I think in the late 90s, there was this book that came out that was called Who Moved My Cheese? And it was literally about these uh, two two mice, two uh, mice. And, and every day they woke up and there was cheese in this location. They went and ate it and life was good and they were fat and happy. And then all of a sudden they woke up and, oh, the cheese is gone. What do I do now? There's no cheese. And so one of them was like, oh, I, I know it's going to work. I'm going to stay here. We've been getting cheese the same place for years. I'm going to stay here and and the cheese is going, to, is going to come back to me. And then the other guy is like, no, we got to change. We got to go do something new and different or we're never going to get cheese again. So the other guy's going through all these challenges, looking around, going, avoiding mouse traps and all these things. But he eventually finds where the cheese has been moved. The other guy never does. And so he actually starves. And I don't know if he dies or whatever. But the whole idea behind the book is you have to constantly be adapting and evolving when the cheese moves or you're going to be screwed. And that's what life as a business owner is all about. So we we're talking about generating marketing leads for your business. It always changes. So, you know, years ago, Google search, oh, it's Google search. And then Google search got way expensive and that was tough. And then, oh, it's Facebook ads, Facebook ads. And for some businesses that's still working for other businesses, it's not. And then there's YouTube. So there's all these changing dynamics with marketing and generating leads. And so you do have to be able to adapt and learn or bring someone who's an expert in uh, to win that game. But let's look at number one here. Number one, he talks about creating value-driven content. And this is the ability to share content that provides real value and addresses pain points your target audience is experiencing. Uh, this content be, can be in the form of blogs. So if you're a big writer typer and you write beautiful you know, articles about different topics and you tell great stories, then that can be awesome with blogs. And then there's video creation. And then there's podcasts. And then there's webinars. And so in today's world... If you are not creating value-driven content and your competition is, who do you think is going to win, Ty? The competition, uh, 100%. And, it, and that's the one I was talking about when I, I first brought up my point is the value-driven content takes a lot, a lot of time. It, oh, yeah. it, is, it never, ever happens where you decide, all right, I'm going to start a podcast and your very first episode goes viral and you've, you've made it. It takes yeah. a lot of time, a lot of blogs, a lot of videos and and being willing to consistently do this without making a dime for quite some time. So uh, consistency, in my opinion, is, is really key with value-driven content. 
No question about it. And if you look at somebody who does have value-driven content, I mean, you can take something as simple as Joe the plumber, right? Joe the plumber, uh, he's a plumber, and, and he's been doing his thing for years, and he gets some word-of-mouth referrals, but he's struggling to grow his business. And, you know, he runs some old-school ads, and that's all he does, and he has no content. And then you've got Jimmy the plumber, and Jimmy the plumber, he's doing little videos of him fixing bathrooms that are leaking, and he's doing, you know, all this complicated showers, awesome shower nozzles that are just making, disrupting the shower industry, and and he's just a creative plumber with these content videos, and they're on Facebook, YouTube. I mean, you can see easily Jimmy's going to be the one who's going to win, and the, the younger generations are going to consume more digital content, and if you don't have digital content, then you're going to be left behind. And you, the, the problem is a lot of people feel like, oh, I've got to be really good on the camera. Everything's got to be perfect. I have to have a perfect video editor. And while I, I think it's definitely progressed where you probably do need to have a, a decent video editor, you don't have to be wonderful. You just need to be able to be credible and show, hey, I know this is a problem. Here's how I solve it. Or, or you, you're educating, you're giving out free content. That's something Gary Vaynerchuk always talks about, right? You're just, you're giving free content, you're building relationships. And then when someone does have a problem in your industry, you're like, well, that guy helped me before, I'm going to go there. Yeah. And so that's, that's how this works. And so you have to create content and it can be the content that you're good at. If you're a good writer, then you can do blog posts. If you like speaking behind the camera, then you've got uh, videos and podcasts are super important. You know what's interesting about podcasts is you you might just be getting started with your podcast. Remember one of the first podcasts I started, we were getting these big entrepreneurs on the podcast. And, and we've had some amazing entrepreneurs on the Seven Figures Club podcast. I mean, we've had entrepreneurs who have uh, built nine-figure businesses, billion-dollar businesses, uh, Mark Hanna, who was uh, the original Wolf of Wall Street guy, played by Matthew McConaughey, was actually, I think, one of our first guests on the Seven Figures Club podcast. And so what's interesting is podcasts have kind of become more attractive to someone to be on, even if you don't think you you don't have that many downloads, you don't have any, that many followers. A podcast can be just as good as them going on a TV show or a radio show now, and it's seen as a very attractive you know place to go. Absolutely. And you never know what little gems you're going to be able to clip out and use for marketing materials and whatnot. And like, like you said, I mean, you don't have to be great on camera. You don't have to have the best tone. I think more so than ever, this new generation appreciates authenticity, right? If I'm talking about, I just started my business last week and my uh, intro video is me and my Ferrari. Everyone's going to be like, bullshit. You rented that for two hours. There's no chance that that happened. Right. And as opposed to, yeah, you know what? I'm hustling. I'm grinding right now. And I have a 1999 Honda Accord. People prefer that to the videos of the Ferraris now. So I think, you know, being authentic and, and just putting yourself out there is, is the key to content. Absolutely. Sometimes you just document your journey and I I like that guy or gal, you know, he or she is hustling and doing their best to provide value. I want to give them a chance and see if they can do the same for me. And and that's what's awesome about creating content. All right. So creating content, number one, number two, referral programs, set up programs that incentivize your current customers to refer others to your business. So referral programs can be very powerful as you know, is there anything that comes to mind? We're like, oh, that was a great referral program on our idea, or even maybe just our referral program. How effective can referral programs be at generating new clients? 
I think referral, I, I not even think, I know for a fact because it's done it for us. They completely change the scope of business. Our, I, that's one of our major lead sources. Like our business exists because of our referral program. It's that important. But I think a, an important factor, because we've seen other businesses fail for this exact reason, is you get too dependent on one referral source. Mm. You, you think that they're going to completely make your business. And guess what? That referral source gets shut down or goes out of business. And now you're out of business. So it's important to, you know, don't give up the farm just to have this one main source. St- stick your ground, stand your ground and make sure that you're um, diversified in your referral partners. No question about it. I mean, I remember when more than half of our business was from, you know, one of our referral partners that was an e-commerce uh, business training organization. They did a great job. We would go to events two or three times every month and generate more than half of our business that way. And then when COVID happened in March of 2020, that completely changed yeah. and went away. And so at that time, even though most businesses were pulling back and, oh, let's, let's, cons- let's uh, save all our money and, oh, they, who knows how, how bad this is going to get, we made a crazy investment at the time. Hey, we're going to put tens of thousands of dollars into creating a partner portal so that our, we can create a referral partner program where we can pay referrals out and people can track their deals and feel confident and get their own link to refer business and clients over. And while that was a a big investment for us and tough to do at the time, right in the middle of what was clearly a recession, the craziness of the pandemic, but by making that investment, the cool thing is when you have like a referral program and you have like a little software portal that people can just sign up for free and, and get their link and be able to share it and make money. Like it just, it happens every single day. We'll log in and Oh, dozens of people signed up as referral partners. And then you have a, a two-tier level referral partner program where, hey, if I introduce this referral program to my buddy, John, and he works with business owners and they need funding, I also get incentivized. I also get a, a referral fee from that. And now you've got uh, something that has a chance to go viral and really grow and explode. When you have a, a sexy referral partner program and a, a little online portal where it can easily be signed up for and shared with others and people are incentivized to share it, that's how you can really grow. And so if you don't have a referral partner program, boy, you must have the best product uh, and service ever and you just don't have to do it, which is super rare, but more likely than not, you should have one if you don't. Yeah, absolutely. All right, number three, paid advertising. Utilize platforms like Facebook and Google, including YouTube for targeted advertising campaigns to reach potential customers. Since we're on a live stream with YouTube right now, YouTube ads are great. We do YouTube ads every single month and spend tens of thousands of dollars uh, with that. And it's interesting uh, because sometimes you just never know. Like one of our recent uh, signups jumped on my calendar uh, yesterday, one of his fi- finance companies had really just dropped and disappeared and he was in trouble. And so he literally said yesterday, I, I spoke with like 10 other funding companies, didn't like anything any of them said, but I saw your ad on YouTube. I signed up, I scheduled up with you. This is the first solution that I've come to that I feel like can really help our business. And so it can be very powerful, but you know, you have to be able to figure it out because it's always changing. Otherwise, you can lose a lot of money with paid ads too. Yeah, that was going to be my input is is don't just go play the, the guessing game. If you're throwing mud at the wall to see what sticks, you're, you're going to run out of money before you learn how to generate leads on Facebook. So I would definitely get a consultant, hire a firm to, to really help you dial it in. Once you know what you're doing, sure, you want to try it on your own by all means. But 
don't just go throw mud at the wall to see what sticks on paid advertising. And every time I've done that, I've always lost money. <laughs> Same. The only the only time it's worked out is we figured out Facebook ads, we figured out YouTube ads, and we didn't figure them out. We brought in an expert who'd been working on it and figuring it out for years and had a proven track record, and they came in. And remember, we had uh, we had Mike and Ben that helped us out with Facebook ads. We were doing our funding CEO challenge and signing up funding partners. That worked really well. That was uh, productive and profitable for our business. And then Adam has helped out with our YouTube ads, managing that. And he even does like the video. They, both of them, they would all do the video edits for our funnels and our ads. And they just had kind of a sense of, okay, it needs to go like this. It needs to go like that. And there's a structure to creating the right sexy ad that actually gets results. And some of these uh, video ads that we have have hundreds of thousands of views on YouTube just because they make money, they, they work. And so, yeah. So the other thing I'll say about paid ads is it's always a baptism by fire. And what I mean by that is if you think you can just spend $1,000 and figure it out, it's not going to work out. Maybe three to four or five years ago, yes, that would work out, but it doesn't anymore. Now, I feel like you literally have to spend five grand, figure out all of the ins and outs, have an expert doing it. You might not make any money on that first five grand, but after you get through that, then you're going to be fine as long as you have uh, t good testimonials, you have a good hook. As Russell Brunson would say, hook, um, story, offer. So if you have those three components in all of your video ads, then you can bring somebody in. As long as you do the job, then you're going to be in good shape. And so paid advertising can work. Next, we've got strategic partnerships. This is probably our, our favorite one. Yeah. How important is a strategic partnership? And what does that even look like? What does that even mean? Yeah, that, I guess that's kind of what I actually dove into when, I, when we were talking about the referral program, referral partner program. Um, whereas I guess what they're saying is the referral program is like, I use Venmo and I can refer Venmo to another end user and Venmo gives me five bucks. Great, awesome. A strategic partner is more along the lines of, look, we're a funding organization. We go partner up with an accounting firm who constantly has clients saying, hey, can you help us get access to funds? Well, we create a strategic partnership with the accounting firm. They send clients to us that need money. We send clients back to them that need help with accounting. That is a strategic partnership, and those have made our business. 100%. So just to, to go a step further, so you have a referral partner program. Bob goes through. He loves your product or service. In our case, uh, we got Bob you know, $35,000 to start his business. He's very happy with us. He refers his friend uh, John, who also is starting a business, and uh, his other friend uh, Stephanie, and they go through funding. So we get a referral, a uh, couple referrals there. But after that, that's pretty much it, right? He might refer a couple clients a year as uh, he comes into contact with them. But if we reach out to Steve, and Steve has this big, huge program where he teaches people how to start businesses, and uh, he's helping you know hundreds of them every month, and they all need access to funding to grow their business, well, that's a strategic partner who's going to be huge and absolutely change our business. And so if you ask yourself, who already has all of your clients, and if you could provide your products or service that would benefit this strategic partner. That's a big difference. All right. The next one is networking and community building. Engage with your local community and industry groups and build a strong network. Sure. I think if you're a local brick and mortar business, you're going to do yeah. that. If you're you know serving clients in all 50 states and a lot of it's done online or over the phone, then it might be a different type of community. In my, you know, I, I think of like a Facebook group, 
And that's been really cool for us with our partner program. We've got a Facebook group and we've got thousands of funding referral partners that might be learning about, you know, the business funding business, or they are the, one of those strategic partners. And so we have that community and, and then also your content's part of the community too, right? You might have a podcast, you might have a YouTube channel, you have something where you're providing free content and solutions and value. And if you're doing that, then that creates that community, that network. When you think about network community, I mean, what, what comes to mind for you? Yeah, again, it, it all depends on the business, right? If I'm a local plumber, community building is is huge. Oh, yeah. Whereas if I'm a financial group that does lending all across the U.S., it's it's pretty rare. I would say less than 5% of our clients are actually in the state of Utah, let alone our local community. So networking, though, on the other hand, is huge. Networking, you may not your networking may not bring the direct leads themselves, but networking is an, a very, very important aspect of strategic partnerships, right? A lot of our strategic partnerships have come from our, our networking efforts. Same thing, the one above this was was lead magnets. I, I think we blew right by that one because lead mag mm. magnets, again, it's it's one of these things where you're giving away eBooks, white papers, free yeah. consultations. Again, I think that's a level of helping you monetize on getting content out there. You may not just go right out with a free eBook, but if you have a video and at the end of the video, it's schedule a free consultation, lead magnets just help generate more leads from your efforts of creating things like content and whatnot. So definitely very, very important things, but I think the networking and the lead magnets have to be tied to other aspects of, of what we've already discussed. Yeah, no question. With our YouTube ads, they all have a lead magnet. They all have a free, you know, ebook download that's well put together and has links and stories and really good looking images and pictures of people succeeding or learning about business funding or getting their business funded. And so we've got those with lead magnets and Which, let me, yeah, let me cool. bring something up on yeah. that Leo, because I, I was guilty of this when I was really, really young. I'm still yeah. young in my entrepreneurial journey, 100%. But when I was much younger, like 20, 21 years old, I see all of these gurus with all of these free eBooks. I'm like, when on earth do they have the time to go write these books how many of these free eBooks, Leo, would you say are actually written by the guru saying, have my free book by checking this box or submitting here or putting in your email? I feel like 25%. If that. <laughs> Maybe okay, less. People, you do not have to go become an author and write these eBooks. You can purchase these templates. You can have AI do it for you. That doesn't mean it's not good content. It doesn't mean you're not providing value, but if you're not a strong writer, don't sit there for the next six months and worry about how you're going to write your ebook so you have a lead magnet. Go purchase an ebook that's already in existence and, and purchase the rights to it. And now you've got a free ebook that you can throw your name on, right? That's, it, it's kind of funny that, that people do that and make it think like they've written all these books because most of them didn't. And then you can get it published on Amazon. It can be a 5, 10, 15, 20 page book. And now you get it on Amazon. You're a published author on Amazon. And then the other thing that will happen is sometimes people get excited about actually writing a, a real book and they'll spend all this time and money and write a real book. And then they'll be like, you know, sad that they're okay. They got 10,000 sales or 5,000 sales with a book and it actually doesn't make them really much money after all the time that they spend on it and the money they spend on it. But what a book is for is an asset a lead magnet for your business. Yep. And so we always, you know, we go on an event, we've got the business funding formula book, we'll give that out for free. We've got our credit college platform, we'll give out for free anytime someone applies for funding. And so the having these free gifts are, are super important and will they're all part of the marketing game for sure. Yeah, I, I, again, and I, 
they are extremely important. I'm not discrediting that, but I'm what I am saying is is don't postpone your lead gen opportunities because you feel like you need to take six months to a year to create these lead magnets. They're out there. They already exist. Go utilize them. And if you want to work on your own in the meantime, so be it. But very, very rarely do people actually write their own books on, on lead magnets and things. You, like you know that. what I'm seeing is a trend right now? A one pager. Yeah. Have a sexy one pager that solves something related to the problem that your product or service solves and then the next step is for them to reach out and contact you. And so, and if you're like, I'm not a designer, neither are we. Go to Fiverr.com, and we, we're not getting paid for this, but go to Fiverr.com, and, and there are great people there for 50, 100 bucks, 200 bucks, and they can create something amazing for you. And that's what we've done with all of our lead magnets, and it can be a one-pager. And frankly, the, the more value you can deliver in a shorter space of time, no one wants to go through and read you know, 20, 30, 50, 100 pages. They just, it, we're, in today's world, our, our attention's gone. So if you can put in half a page or one page and have some pictures and images, and designs and how your product is going to solve the problem that's even more effective exactly all right should we touch on these last two and yep all right outreach and direct sales at some point like for us i think we're starting to get to a point where if we're going to grow we have to do more outreach and direct sales our bigger strategic partners we have to actually reach out to them cold because they don't have time to watch YouTube ads. They're not watching them. They're busy building their massive empire businesses. And so you're going to have to do outreach and direct sales. And that's going to mean you're going to have to do some cold calling. You can do it on LinkedIn. You can do it through people's websites, all of their social media accounts, their team, their employees. That can be effective. It's not easy and it's gonna, you're going to have to swing the bat a lot. But if you do it, it can be very effective. I think of one of our you know bigger partners. It was kind of a cold outreach with Stephen and and uh, and that's how important uh, that can be. Uh, same thing uh, um, with one of our other big partners. It was a cold outreach. So yeah, and and, and the key contribute the, the key thing that you said there, Leo, is when you're doing this cold outreach. I think a lot of businesses make the mistake. Let's use our our business for example. We do business lending and help people manage their finances. And I think a big mistake would be if we opened up. The, the white pages or Googled the white pages and just started calling business after business. Hey, do you need money? Hey, do you need money? Hey, do you need money? No, forget that. We're not going to the end customer. Again, we're targeting the strategic partner. So if we're going to take our time and do cold outreach, we're going we're gonna to reach out to people that have hundreds of our clients already. We're not calling the, the end customer. I think a lot of businesses make that mistake. They don't go that extra level to find the people that already have their customers. Exactly. And then the, the last thing, I don't know how much this is really lead gen. He just says, do high ticket sales because it's super profitable. You can help a few people and make a really profitable business. And that's fine. But I, and that's fine. And that can work out really well. We have a lot of partners that do that. And then there's a lot that, that have a lot of smaller ticket things that actually are super profitable. And if you're doing software and whatever, that's, that's another thing. So, all right, guys. So we went a uh, deep dive there into generating leads. We've got uh, our mindset and sports. Uh, how much time do you want to take, Ty? Do you want to? You know what? Let's, you let's kind of briefly touch on the. Let's do it. Hit it. I, I think it's important because anxiety especially right now where the economy is a little funny. We just are, are coming out of a, a very, very unique period that a lot of people will never experience in life with, the, uh, with, with COVID and everything that we lived yeah. through there. And so I think anxiety and mental health just in general, um, mental illness for that matter, is kind of at an all-time high. And so 
as leaders, as entrepreneurs, as managers, as directors, whatever that may be, if you are a leader, that even sometimes that just means a parent. I think parents are the 100%. ultimate leaders. Yes. Um, let's first talk about a few different ways that we're finding anxieties actually showing up. And I want you to start with with this one because I know you've talked a lot about imposter syndrome and and how how detrimental that could be. I mean. Break that down for us real briefly. These others are pretty self-explanatory, but Leo, what is imposter syndrome? I mean, this imposter syndrome is this syndrome where you constantly feel like, I'm not really good enough. I don't really have a great product or service. I don't have enough experience. I didn't come from the right family. I don't have the right last name. I didn't get the 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 PhD, the MBA at, at the business school. Like, I, I, I just don't know that I'm really delivering value, uh, you know, the way I should. So I, I just... And so what, I, what happens is you just don't take action. You, you sit and play these mind games instead of doing the cold outreach, instead of creating the content, instead of starting the podcast, you don't do that. Instead of launching the business, you just think, oh, I'm, I'm not good enough. And I can tell you, having met, we've met so many successful business owners with seven, eight, nine figure businesses. And these people are just like you and me. They are not geniuses. A lot of them, you know, had a low GPA in high school. They didn't even go to college, and yet they became experts at a topic, and they stuck to it over the years. They delivered value to their clients, and they didn't worry about the things they couldn't control, which is what a lot of imposter syndrome is. We're worrying about all these things we can't control, and instead they worried about, how can I get a little bit better today? How can I serve my client with a better product or service a little bit better today? And over time, at the beginning, you might suck. And over time, you'll get better. And then eventually, you won't suck. And then you'll actually be good. And most people give up before they get to that point. And they don't take action because they go all in on the things they can't control. And that's what imposter syndrome is all about, worrying about all these things and what people think. And uh, boy, the older you get, uh, the less you, you give a shit about what people think. Oh, I, amen. Amen. And that's, I'm excited to hear in a minute, touch on some of the things to overcome these anxieties and stressors, but imposter syndrome, I, I think the, in my life, at least the, the, I've definitely had moments here in the office where I feel, you know, oh, man, am I really qualified to do this? Should I be leading these people? But probably the, the greatest, and, and it's not a great thing, but the, the biggest experience I've ever had with imposter syndrome is, is when we had our first child. I was having legit panic attacks. Like I, I went into the ER yeah. multiple times because I felt like I couldn't breathe. Um, I would get up at night and I would actually sleepwalk over to my son's crib and my wife would see me just kind of staring down at the crib and she'd talk to me. I wouldn't register anything. I was sleepwalking because of imposter syndrome. I was constantly telling myself that I'm, I'm not worthy of being this child's father. I'm not prepared for this. I'm I still don't wake up the same time every every single day. I'm still not good about habits for myself. How am I supposed to be a father? And no shit, you start to have anxiety when you're constantly telling these these things to yourself. So eliminating that imposter syndrome is imperative to eliminate these anxieties of, am I good enough? So we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. But the other things that will cause anxiety flare-ups and, and even depression at times is this constant fear of failure, um, overwhelm and decision paralysis, mm. which is, is huge, effective communication challenges, um, sometimes having to constantly fear having the conversations. We're in situations all the time where we have to have hard conversations. When you put those off, it, it makes it even worse. And then 
uh, a big, big, big one for entrepreneurs, especially early stage businesses is uh, work-life balance and, and the struggles that come with that and the anxiety of this mental battle. Do I stay at the office an extra hour to get this done or do I go home and, and spend time with my children? And so it's, it's really, really hard to combat these things. And, and of course they cause anxieties at time, but uh, the strategies here to, to overcome these anxieties is number one, you want to start with that one, Leo? Yeah. Embrace vulnerability. Understand you're not going to be perfect and, you know, talk with people about it. And then instead of worrying about the problem, where's the solution? Who's already, because you know what's interesting? Everybody has faced the problem that you're facing most likely yeah. in some way, shape or form. And there's a book that someone wrote about it that solves the problem. Or there's a friend or family member you know who's also faced it and done a really good job. The quickest way for success isn't for me to try and figure it out on my own, but, oh, I know Ty's already learned how to do this really well. Ty, how did you do this? Give me, give me directions. Give me a roadmap. Exactly. Exactly. Embracing that vulnerability, understanding that it's okay, that others are dealing with this is, is going to help in and of itself. Um, the next one, which sometimes can be really, really hard, and for a lot of people, it, it really means you need to humble yourself, but seeking support is is huge. And there's so many different ways you can do that, whether it's actually going in and seeing a therapist, whether it's following a mentor religiously, whether it's actually practicing religion, right? Whether it's talking to a friend. For me, I experienced this last week, Leo. I was kind of sensing those same feelings and emotions that I was having when we, we had our first son and I was starting to, to sense and feel, you know, these, these panic attacks are coming back. We're working on all sorts of different projects in the office. We just moved to a new home. We're working on the yard. We're getting water. So we're doing all of these things and they were just piled up. And I finally, before I had a, a, a breakdown and an anxiety attack, I sat down with my wife and said, Hey, I'm struggling right now. My my mental health is starting to suffer again. I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling stressed. I need your support. And just this morning, she woke me up and said, Ty, go work out. I know that's imperative for your mental health and you've been lacking. So I'm going to watch the boys go downstairs and work out. And if I wouldn't have opened myself up to my wife and said, I'm struggling, she would have had no idea to do that. So use your support systems. Let them know how you feel so they can actually help you. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, you've got friends, you've got family, you've got your team. Let them know when you're, you're facing a problem and you need their help because now all of a sudden you've got extra people who can help you find that solution. And then practice mindfulness. That is such a powerful strategy there. I've just finished uh, Michael Jordan's uh, biography book. And one of the things that he learned that was, I mean, this guy had so much pressure on him. This was before social media in the 90s. I mean, he everybody every move he made, if he, you know, if he smoked a cigar, if he was, you know, gambled a little on the golf course, people were just all over him all the time and he learned from coach Phil Jackson how to meditate a little bit, how to sit back and focus on what really matters and not worry about the things he couldn't control and that really changed his life and it can do the same for all of us when you can meditate, go in a quiet place. And it's something important you talked about, working out. Like if you can go and get some exercise in every day, 
a year, year and a half ago when Joe Rogan was getting all these negative press stories about something crazy he said like eight or ten years ago in one of his podcast episodes and people were like, cancel Joe! And he had all this pressure, but he every day would go through this really hard workout and he's like, oh boy, that workout was so hard, I don't even care. I, I can do anything after I got through that. And so it's amazing when you can go through some physical difficulty and challenge how that helps you come out the other side and it does helps so much with anxiety. 100%. It, it, literally, my wife knows without fail if I'm actively exercising, if I'm not. Not because of my body. My body doesn't change very much. Genetically, I'm, I'm going to look the way I look for quite a while, probably looking at my uncles and whatnot. But my mental health, she can tell 100% if I'm actively working out or not because of the way I act around her, because of the way I act with my children, because of the way my... ADHD is is flaring up like literally it it is so important and that doesn't mean this crazy rigorous workout it, it vigorous workout if you can go on a twenty minute walk it'll change your life mm. um, the next one celebrating success it's it's important and again I think sometimes people see this and think that that means they've got to take this crazy trip to Ca- to Cabo because they hit a big goal celebrating success can be you know what we had a, an awesome day in the office we created a lot of new leads or new partners or had some awesome revenue, go out to dinner at your favorite restaurant Amen. and do it with a purpose. Say, we're going out and doing this because we kicked ass today in the office. Celebrate that success and then continuously learn and grow. Educate like yourself, that. right? If you are like if you notice that your lead flow is causing anxiety, then go out and, and do a lot of homework and research and read books on how to generate leads, right? Continuously learn and grow because as you achieve new things, as you accomplish new things, it, it helps you believe that you can do it again and again. Um, so that, and again, we, we went through those really quickly. So hopefully we can share the link to this, uh, this article and this lesson in the, the chat box. Ah, that's a great everyone. idea. Yeah. We can just make this document shareable with everybody and put it in. That's a really good idea. We're yeah. going to do that. I think that'd be good. Yeah. All right. Uh, we are hitting the sports topic here. We are two weeks out. Uh, the NFL season starts t- uh, two weeks from tomorrow. And uh, for all of you football fans out there, it is it's a great time, best time of the year. What are we looking forward to with spreads with week one? What are you, What's on the docket? What are you yes, seeing? week one. I Like I said earlier, I love betting week one very, very early um, because – the way I look at this is you can actually look at all the talent that these teams have and you can start to make bets right now very, very early on where most of the teams are going to come into week one pretty darn healthy. Um, so you actually get to bet on how these teams stand right now and then things can happen, of course. But um, week one, let, let's just break some of these down. Uh, kind of an odd opening game for the Thursday night game. You've got the Chiefs it and Lions. It is I think the Lions are, are very, very sneaky good. They have Chiefs really? six and a half. I'm not betting that. I, I don't like that that spread whatsoever. Um, you've got Falcons, Panthers, pretty much. I mean, Ritter's obviously coming back from a rookie year, but you pretty much have two rookie quarterbacks and decent supporting staffs. They've got Falcons minus three. I don't like that game. I have no idea what's going to happen there. Um, Ravens, Texans, you've got Ravens minus nine. I think Ravens are potentially a, a top five, if not better, team this season. They've gotten a lot better. Um, Texans rookie quarterback, a lot of really young players. I 
Nine is always a big spread in the NFL, but I think the Ravens cover that one. I agree. No doubt. I agree. Uh, Bengals, Browns, this is another one. I think Bengals, from a talent standpoint, are probably the most talented team in the NFL. Um, I would say Bengals, Dolphins, Eagles. Again, hot take if you, you want to claim that. But we're saying from a pure talent standpoint, if injuries didn't exist, Bengals, Dolphins, Eagles are probably the most talented teams. They have the Bengals minus two and a half against the Browns. I'm taking that one all day long. Oh, my goodness. Um, this is another one that I actually have already, <laughs> again, do this at your own risk. I'm not encouraging you to go out and Past and performance bet. does not guarantee <laughs> yeah. future results. This is another one I'm hitting really, really hard. The Colts have pretty much come out and said, Anthony Richardson, it's Anthony Richardson, that rookie. Yeah, kid. big, big arm. Um, I think his touchdown interception ratio was not great. He played that that other other kid in his same division. I thought outplayed him, and and he got drafted way after him. But yeah, I'm I'm calling it right now. Jamarcus Russell 2.0. Yeah. Um, Jaguars against the Colts week one. The Colts are a very very sorry. Dude, dude team. the NFL makes that mistake over and over. Oh, this kid. I think he has a 40 inch vertical. Unbelievable athlete, but. Just because you're an unbelievable athlete, that does not equate to unbelievable quarterback. Yeah. When when are they going to learn? I, I don't. I don't I, I don't get it, especially with all the resources and money. I so. mean, the best quarterback of all time was not an unbelievable athlete. He was an unbelievable quarterback. So yeah. There you go. It, there's a lot of analysts. I listen to NFL radio almost every single day, and and there's been a few hot takes that Trevor Lawrence will be a top three quarterback this this season like he's ready to rock and roll he's got the resources i think he's got a wonderful coach yeah they're, they're going coach. to wallop the colts week one yeah. so i'm hitting that one hard uh buccaneers vikings eh, don't i wouldn't touch that one Titans saints another tricky one but two different looking teams i i probably i'm probably honestly shocked the yeah the saints are favored in that i think titans take that one I mean, it, I guess they're just giving it to them because they're at home. You know, the the who that crowd is is always awesome. But yeah, yeah, but yeah, I think the like they may are, not even have their running back. Titans are a better team. So um, this is another one of my favorites that that I'm in on Oof. is you've got 49ers Steelers Week One. Um, Steelers, it's really cute what you did last year, but Kenny Pickett is not going to stand a chance against that 49ers D, and they are oh. going to probably beat you by about. 10, 14 points, so minus two and a half on that. Hit now, does Purdy start? I don't think he's going to be ready, but I think Trey Lance will. Okay, so Trey Lance will. Yeah, they'll they'll and they brought in um, that USC quarterback that just was with the Panthers and Sam Darnold. I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, they did. No kidding. Could be their oh, week one if if neither of them are ready. So 49ers are, are in a, a good spot. Um, skip a few of these for time's sake. Dolphins Chargers. I, I again. Dolphins will likely come into week one completely healthy and completely healthy. I think they're a top three NFL team from a talent standpoint. Uh, Chargers are dealing with Austin Eckler and maybe holding out and uh, they're, they're getting older. I, I think Dolphins probably cover that. They're How underdogs. good is that Chargers defense, do you think? It's pretty good. I mean, they, yeah. they've got a good front. They're, they, they've I, got Bosa. Yeah. So he's good, but... How's their back end? They've though? got Derwin James. They, they, I mean, they they have decent players. They they've got a couple good guys in the secondary, a decent linebacker too. But it, again, I they're not going to match up with the Dolphins' receiver core like they need to. And and I think the Dolphins with 
you look at the uh, the Chargers, they've got Mike Williams, they've got Keenan Allen, and guess what? Miami has two of the best corners in the NFL that can lock them down no problem with Ramsey and Xavier Howard. I I like these matchups. I think Dolphins, they're underdogs by two and a half points. I, I think they win by at least a field goal. That's crazy. Hey, so I was reading this article about uh, Tua a few weeks ago, and it was saying one of the things that he's really been focused on, and the whole organization was behind him on this, was he's been doing jujitsu training. Yeah. So that he can learn how to, you know, get hit and tackled and and really protect his head as he's going down and using his whole body and his arms and everything and, and legs. So it sounded, I think that's smart. Yeah, that and he's put on a lot of weight. He has. He put he, some muscle on. He realized he doesn't need to kid. use his legs anymore. It's not smart of him to use his legs. And so he's put on a ton of weight. Um, let's just skip to the one, the the exciting one that that. I am very, very in on. Oh, that's going to be uh, interesting. Week one, Monday night football, you've got the Bills and the Jets. Mm. And the Bills are favorites, but only by one and a half. And this one's pretty shocking to me. I think the Bills are a much better team. They are going to have way more camaraderie. I think they're, as of right now, probably better coached. I like Sala, but I think the Bills probably are better coached. Um, they have a lot to come in and prove. They're probably so fed up with everyone saying the Jets could could win the East. No way. The Bills are still the best team in New York. Um, Josh Allen is a top five quarterback in the NFL. Steph Diggs is still going to be there. Uh, they've brought in a, a little bit uh, more talent. They got that Utah tight end that I think mm, will make an impact. That's right. That's is right. That Kincaid or Kincaid, Dalton Kincaid. Um, yeah. Good talent. But my other reason for this is I don't think Aaron Rodgers lately does a good job preparing for week one. I think he kind of, you know, I'm old, I'm vet, I've done this a million times, I'm just going to kind of show up and, and start playing week one. And it seems like it takes him a minute to get I think form. he's been 0-2 like the first two, I, I want to say four or five years in a row. He it was I, I was doing the homework on this. He it was about three years ago. He had a, a decent week one against the Vikings, mm. but outside of that like four years ago, they put up 10 points against the Bears. Uh, two years ago, week one, they they took the L, and Aaron Rodgers went 15 of 28, 133 yards, Oof. zero touchdowns, two interceptions, a rating of 36.8. Last year, he came out 22 of 34, 195, zero touchdowns, one interception. Like, I, I don't know. That, he, that was an L to Minnesota, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Kirk that, Cousins that played was, well. That was. Kirk Cousins did play really well. So, I mean, again, Rodgers is obviously a, an all-time great. He's he's going to be a Hall of Famer, but I think lately he's, he's just not preparing for that week one the way he used to. Um, I think that he's just kind of, I'm going to show up and make it happen, and he will get into to form. He will get into form about week three, week four, but I think they're going to get uh, beat by at least a touchdown. Dude, who, who's he throwing the ball to? They got Garrett Wilson, um, okay. obviously really, really good rookie again, rookie wide receiver last year. Alan Lazard came over from Green Bay. Okay, all right, that that's one of his one of his guys. He's been pretty tight with, but it sounds like Randall Cobb again. Yeah, <laughs> well, that hasn't worked out so well. Yeah, so I I don't even know who their running back's going to be either. Their their main guys coming off an ACL still, and who knows? I feel like their O line's pretty good at run blocking. I don't know that they're a great pass blocking offensive line. In fact, I don't think they are, especially with the, yeah. And so, well, I'm not going to dive too much into the Aaron Rod. I, I had a few other thoughts, but we're we're way over time, so we'll cut it off. But 
those are some of my favorite picks. I'm definitely pretty heavily in on the uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars week one and the Buffalo Bills week one. I'm also in on, on Miami, but that may be uh, an emotional pick. We'll see. Well, good stuff, everybody. Make your Thursday fantastic. Take the action you need. Uh, think about the mental health and the ways that you can win by getting your mind right because mindset does matter so much. And then uh, review those uh, marketing tactics. I mean, we've been at this uh, for a long time with marketing tactics, and it's always changing, but a great topic and another one that you can review. And if you have ideas for show topics, let us know. If you're enjoying the show, like it, share it with others, subscribe, get some notifications there, and let us know what we can do to serve you better and make your 2023 amazing. I'm going to you know, end by this. Hey, what can you do to make from now until the end of the year a really special record-breaking time for your business. I'm sure a lot of it's marketing, a lot of it is team, a lot of it is product, but think about the things you can do and then take those actions and make the next six months here of 2023 your best. Thank you for joining us on the Go Figure Podcast. If you learned something that will help your business or family, take 30 seconds and give us a five-star. If we added value to your day, then share the show with someone who wants to get their money right and be sure to subscribe to the Seven Figures Funding YouTube channel. If you're a business owner and a parent committed to getting your money right for your family, then check out the MyFigures.com money app with a free 30-day trial to manage your money, track your net worth, and build a profit-first business through our fintech platform. God bless, and we'll see you next time on the Go Figure Podcast.